Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports to the max. Hard to believe time flying along. It's August the 10th, Wednesday night. Twins and Dodgers, game two. They are idle on Thursday night. Then they're in Orange County in Anaheim to take on the Angels Friday, Saturday, and Sunday before they come back to the Twin Cities. And right now they're in a tie with Cleveland Guardians. Meanwhile, the Vikes continue to get ready for the upcoming season out at TCO Performance Center in Egan. And Matthew Collar, good enough to join us now from Purple Insider, and Matthew, are we getting to the point where the whole training camp and the new season vibe is starting to wear off and it's just turning into a grind for the players in the media? <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess and no. I mean, we need a preseason game, that's for sure. Okay. <laughs> new information for the uh, reporters, and we all have our farmer's tans now, so... Uh, yeah, that that's going on. Press conference after press conference. You know, we need something new to discuss. But for the team, every practice is really important. And uh, I know that sounds like kind of whatever, right? Like fans just want to see him show up in week one and be good. But they're not good yet at the offense that they're putting in. I mean, they've had some really good moments, and we've seen especially terrific performances from the guys that you'd expect. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, but there's also been a lot of interceptions thrown by Kirk Cousins. There's, I, I witnessed a uh, long discussion between Cousins and Kevin O'Connell today that I'm not sure was the friendliest on the sideline. And, you know, you just like, they're working through a lot of things with putting in an entire new system. And also I think that they're trying to instill a little bit of a different mentality in Cousins, which has never really worked before for any coach to try to get him to be a little more aggressive and things like that. So everybody's trying to master this thing to be ready, and I think that they're going through some growing pains, and over the next few weeks they really have to get it set because on week one, uh, you know, they're facing the Green Bay Packers. So, you know, for them, I think every day means a lot, especially because, you know, you don't have that many hours to be out on the field anymore. Like the, uh, you know, the negotiation between the NFL and the NFLPA pretty much worked it out. So a lot of this was reduced. The times that you can actually make physical contact, the number of padded practices, all that. So coaches don't have a lot of time to get them ready, and they have a lot of work to do uh, still before week one. Yeah, and Kirk Cousins has been very forthcoming in saying that. And, you know, it sounds like there's there's a lot to learn in the quarterback meetings, and there's a lot to learn for everybody on this offense to get ready, and there are limited snaps against opposing teams. You bring up the, the game against the Raiders, there's only three season play uh, games played now, 
and the, the guys that figure to be regular contributors don't get a ton of snaps in those games. Right, right. And, and you know, they might get even less with Kevin O'Connell because uh, Mike Zimmer liked to play the starters. In fact, uh, him doing that got Irv Smith Jr. hurt for the entire season last year. Yeah. Uh, so there was a, a yin and a yang to that. It got him some extra work for week one, but it also put uh, some players at risk. And if Kevin O'Connell does the same thing as the Los Angeles Rams, you won't see anybody as far as starters playing these preseason games, which also leaves you to wonder, okay, like how are they actually going to look because they're not out there. I think it's smarter to not play your starters, but it's also you're playing again, green Bay. This is one of the biggest games of the year right off the bat. So are you going to be ready to to go against them? If you don't use any of your starters in preseason, I think that that's something that, Kevin O'Connell really has to weigh, and I think he's going to judge these next couple of practices to decide how does my team look. Or I guess it's, what, uh, maybe one more practice, one more full practice before they go. So I I guess today and uh, tomorrow will be the last kind of looks at it before he makes that decision of whether he's going to put players on the field for preseason or not. A quick sidebar on the the game with the Raiders. This is one of those rare preseason games where you you could see a lot of Viking fans making this trip that there's there's a lot of sex appeal and when the NFL moved to Las Vegas it's kind of like hey you know that this is now one of those road games that's going to be a draw for anybody that goes in there yeah I think so I mean I think that was one of the reasons that they wanted to move to Las Vegas I mean I don't know I don't know if people are making their summer plans to go out there. Um, well, for sure, it's it, it's August, yeah. but but nevertheless, I mean, yeah. it, it it beats going a lot of other spots. Oh no, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of uh, can't wait till they have. A, I'm not going to this one because it's preseason, but uh, yeah. I can't wait till they get a regular season game there. And it's. Oh, I mean, yeah. I was sad when they moved from Oakland, but I'm sure tons of Vikings fans were not sad to see a team that's a little bit closer and in a place where they could uh, create, let's say, a whole weekend out of it. Yeah, no no doubt about that. Um, As far as what's happening with this team, uh, for the umpteenth year in a row, there there is fretting about the offensive line, and rightfully so. And one in particular in the middle, Garrett Bradbury, and his development and and the battle uh, for who ultimately will be the starting center. And, you know, will will Garrett Bradbury go down as a first-round bust? I mean, that's in play for sure. Yeah, I think we're probably already there. I mean, three years with little success, and if, if if anything, a negative on the entire offense over the first three years of his career. And it feels like we're sort of reaching that breaking point, uh, but the Vikings didn't give themselves any other options, really. I mean, they brought in Chris Reed, who is a Mankato guy and a veteran player, but he's never started a game at center in an NFL game. And Austin Schlotman, I believe, has started maybe one uh, and, and played, I think, 42 total snaps. That's another guy they brought in for free agency. So they didn't go out to free agency and get you know a bunch of other potential centers to play for Bradbury. So they kind of have to die on this hill that they had decided, well, we're going to give them a little more time rather than moving on and see if we can do better. And so far in training camp, it hasn't been the case. And that's one where you kind of go, I don't know what you guys saw to make you want to give him another chance. I guess with the first round talent, maybe there were people in the building that were still defending Bradbury, but to the bigger point, 
you know, you look at the tackle positions, and I just sat down with Christian Derrissaw today for an article, and he has looked absolutely phenomenal in training camp. Uh, Brian O'Neill is a star player in the league, but we're still talking about the same problems that they've had for years now, which mm. is the interior, and they drafted a second-round right guard at Ingram. He's starting to take uh, first-team snaps. I suspect he's going to end up starting. So if you have a center that struggles, a rookie right guard, a left guard who didn't have a great season last year. I mean, you're still kind of asking for some of the same problems they've had in the past. Like they have maybe the bones of something there, but I don't think that this solves all of the problems. And Kirk Cousins' lack of mobility just exacerbates those issues that if you're not really good in the middle, he's going to make you look worse. Yeah, and especially if the goal is to get the ball down the field, you need that extra time, that one tick, to to get that ball further down the field. I just have the sense on August 10th again, here we go again, the Vikings' Achilles heel could be that O-line. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, and I think that really in general, when you look at the way they handled their offseason, most of the investment was into the defensive side, which I totally understand because their defense has been a struggle for the last two years. But I guess I thought that they would get maybe one more wide receiver, which they didn't. Elbert Wilson, the one guy they signed as a veteran, he's playing with the third team, doesn't look like he's going to make it. So, uh, you know, that that signing doesn't look like it's going to go anywhere. And then aside from that, pretty much just, Everybody came back. They signed a veteran guard in Jesse Davis to a $2 million deal. He may or may not start, not a difference maker in any way. Uh, I guess I thought that they were going to try to correct some of the mistakes of the past. Um, And maybe in the long term, by drafting a right guard, they feel like they did. But as far as the short term, it does feel like a lot of the same thing. And it's not like we're talking about Cousins playing horribly the last couple of years. I mean, he's put up career numbers under the Clint Kubiaks and Gary Kubiaks and uh, Kevin Stefanski's. So it's not like it's a super low bar. Like in order to be better, they have to do things better than they did before. And interior blocking probably won't be enough better to really move the needle. Yeah. Unusual. Just talk about the the, the same thing when it comes to the offense. Um, And, you know, depending on what transpires, you keep and you and you hear from Viking fans all the time. I'm sure all the people I knew and grew up with are just saying, "When are they going to fix this?" It it just seems so obvious to the to the average Joe Viking fan that that it's been a weakness on the team, and it's frustrating to be going into another season with with that potential weakness. And a guy like Garrett Bradbury, right smack dab in the middle, who isn't by all accounts and all metrics getting it done. Yeah, and I think it's sort of frustrating because one player becomes the whipping boy, right? The guy that everybody points at and say he's the problem. But if you look at the entire Zimmer era and then even on to now, um, you know, they did put a lot of draft capital on it, but you have to also, like, succeed with those draft picks, and Bradbury has not been a success so far. So they did try to fix it through the draft, but it just, you know, I really think that it comes down to a couple things. I mean, one was – kind of a panicky move to draft a center because that was their need right away. And, and we felt a lot of that before, but also that, you know, there are other teams that have offensive line problems, but if you have a mobile quarterback, you can kind of work around that. It's like they didn't really consider enough 
that their quarterback has such an issue with escaping interior pressure. And then, you know, I guess this, I understand this new regime wanting to evaluate Bradbury for themselves, but also we could go back and like you said, ask any fan, Hey, what should you probably change out? It's this, this, because maybe there would be another team where they have a more mobile quarterback or they play differently or something, but Kirk Cousins is not suddenly becoming fast, and he's not going to outrun these defensive tackles that blow through the line. Um, so, yeah, I, I, that, and that's why I would say that when people ask, like, oh, can they elevate to an elite offense under Kevin O'Connell? It's like, well, they could scheme better, but if you're not blocking, you're still going to end up with the same amount of pressure on Cousins, which will be problematic. Matthew Collard joining us from Purple Insider on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Uh, what's developed so far on the defensive side of the ball? What, it, what have you seen? I know it's it's limited because it, it's not live fire. They're they're not going to get a ton of snaps, um, and and I would expect you know the marquee players on defense once again to follow that playbook probably not get any snaps in the preseason. Right. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is that at this moment they're healthy. And what you have is a lot of veteran players on that defense who don't need preseason games. Like Eric Kendricks does not need preseason games. Neither does Harrison Smith. Neither, neither does Jordan Hicks or Harrison Phillips or Zadarius Smith. Like there's a lot of guys who know exactly what they're doing in the NFL and it's totally fine to sit them out for these preseason games Uh, and, and very smart because the thing about this team, and I had this opinion coming into camp, and they've done nothing to change it so far, and maybe they will in these preseason games, but my feeling on the depth is that it's still a problem. But if they stay healthy, which they have so far, they haven't had any injuries on the defensive side, and I guess fans can all knock on wood if they're not driving, but since they haven't had any injuries on the defensive side, and Zadarius Smith and Daniil Hunter have looked great in practice, like they can be good if they've got 90% of their defensive starting lineup or more. Anything less than that is where you really wonder. And that's where there's opportunity here. Like there's guys like Andrew Booth Jr. who was a second-round pick, uh, Lewis Seen who's not been taking reps with the first team. Uh, so I'm interested to see what he does during preseason games, if he can kind of make his case there to be the starter. If he's not, I think it'll kind of raise an eyebrow a little bit. Um, and anyone who can rush the passer not named Smith or Hunter – uh, right now, they don't have anyone who's made an argument for that, but like, feel free to prove me wrong. I mean, they'll have that opportunity yeah. and three preseason games to do it. But I think from that perspective, it feels very similar to the last two years where if you look at the starting depth chart and you turn injuries off on Madden, then it's great. But if you get a few injuries, uh, there's going to be some holes that they don't really know how to cover up. Yeah, and it it was in some ways an unconventional draft, and there are some eyebrows raised with with the moves the new general manager made. But you also need second rounders, third rounders to hit. They they need to contribute. It goes without saying in a first rounder, but but you need those high draft picks to step in and make an impact. If you if you're gonna rebuild on the fly, if you will, and try and get back to the playoffs on the fly without going, you know, back to three and 13 mode and starting over. That's got to work. Yeah, no question. I mean, that's kind of where they're putting their eggs in that basket, that their whole theory was let's draft some more players as opposed to, uh, you know, taking somebody at, what was it? Was it 12th or 13th overall? Yep. 
uh, and they decided to trade down and, and get extra players. And I thought that their overall theory of restocking the secondary is good because the secondary has been atrocious over the last few years. They need bodies back there and they need talented players. Um, and, you know, but the problem is always that you're sort of walking a thin line when you ask rookie players to do something significant because you just never know. I mean, I remember when Laquan Treadwell got drafted by the Vikings, everyone thought, oh, they've got their top receiver now. And then that didn't work <laughs> out at all. And then all of a sudden, you know, Diggs and Thielen emerge as great players. Um, you know, you either need one or the other, right? You need to hit on these guys or you need other players to emerge. We haven't seen uh, the latter part of that. So they, I think that they do need Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth Jr. to contribute. Um, but so far, you know, the fact that Scene isn't taking first snaps, uh, first team snaps, I'm, I'm curious to see if that changes soon or if he is going to start out as more of a rotational player. I just think that anytime you're asking your young players to come in right away with no development and a crazy offseason where they have to do the combine and everything else, uh, you're kind of asking to get burned on that. And so we'll see if that ends up making a difference for them. He did bring up injury defensively. Uh, they've been healthy. Uh, Irv Smith Jr. did come up and, and his injury situation as a Viking. Uh, what concerns depth-wise do you have ultimately at tight end, and what kind of role will this play on this team? Because we know you know, the, the wideout situation is pretty good. You, you, you've, you've got talent in the backfield. We all know about Kirk Cousins, but do, do we have a sense on how big a deal – uh, tight end is going to be in Kevin O'Connell's system. Yeah, I think that they hope that this injury uh, doesn't have any impact and he's able to return week one and be 100% okay. healthy and be a big part of the offense. That's what Kevin O'Connell's been saying. Now, if that happens or not, I guess we're we're going to have to find out because, you know, I, I don't know the official diagnosis of Irv Smith's thumb injury and, and exactly how it's going to heal and everything else. It seems like a thumb would be pretty tough for a tight end because they're blocking and making catches. Um, but if he's back by week one, it's a one tight end system. It isn't like what Mike Zimmer did where they needed Tyler Conklin or they needed other backup tight ends, Kyle Rudolph uh, as the starter and Irv as the tight end. Uh, this is going to be three wide receivers, one tight end. That They're going to ask a lot of him. I mean, He's going to move all over the field, out to wide receiver, you know, maybe even line up in the backfield or something every so often. Like, they look at him as a guy who can do absolutely everything. But if he's out, the next man up can do almost nothing, which is Johnny Munt, uh, who's been in the NFL since 2017 and has 10 career catches. Like, Johnny Munt is a blocking tight end through and through, not much more. Uh, Zach Davidson has had some, some good days and bad days out of training camp. I don't know how much – they feel like they can trust him. Uh, so if you lose Irv Smith, it really is going to take two guys to try to replace everything he does. Yeah. And neither one of those guys have a good case for actually being able to do so. So his health is is humongous, I think, for this offense. Well, Matt, you always good to visit with you. A uh, ton of great content, as always, a Purple Insider. I subscribe, uh, certainly easy to do. And what's the easiest way for people to get that great content? Yeah, they can go to uh, purpleinsider.com or uh, wherever you get your podcast. The Purple Insider podcast comes out every day. All right. Very good. Uh, Enjoy. Yep. Thanks for having me. All right. There he is, Matthew Collar.
Once again, joining us from Purple Insider, does a ton of great work. Quick break, we'll come back a little bit later on the weather. We'll talk some NASCAR tonight. Jordan Bianchi from The Athletic. Scott Miller joins us from Southern California. We talk MLB after 8. Twins, Dodgers pregame at 8.30 here on News Talk. E3LWCCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 